0: Hey, you guys! Welcome to the Skates Throats Podcast. This is your host Chris Patton, and as always, I am joined by my beautiful host, Dakota Lashock. Dakota, how you been, man? How's your week? I am doing wonderful. My week
1: has been spectacular. It's good to have hockey back on the television. Uh, got a got a nice present from you there, bud. This week with that uh, that memo from uh, Chris Nyland. Uh, Pretty <laughs> yes. much going to, I guess, change the entire way we pronounce my daughter's last name from here on out
0: <laughs> Yes, Fine, uh, Knuckles, I guess I, <laughs> uh, Turns out Knuckles doesn't care how your daughter's name is pronounced Even though nope. I gave him advice on how to do it Uh, nope. But I wouldn't expect anything less from Mr. Knuckles uh, Maybe we'll throw that clip in at the end of the show for everyone to listen to Oh, but, for uh, sure, it's hilarious <laughs> It was a, a, a good time for sure. Uh you guys check out Nylon. He is doing videos. Like not Cameo, it's some other site.
1: It's memo, I feel like yeah. A it's, but if you know what cameo is, you know what memo is. It's basically the same thing. So uh, they have uh, Ken Kendenico on there?
0: <laughs> Kendenico? Yeah, for uh, yeah.
1: forty dollars.
0: Yes, the uh, this hockey version of cameo is a lot cheaper than actual cameo. It turns
1: out. <laughs> yeah. So. Martin Brodeur wanting two hundred and fifty dollars for a
0: cameo. Well, I mean, when you're the greatest of all time, you can demand that kind of money. If we're yeah, getting- but you know what I
1: found? Like, hey, for if you're gonna go that route, Brett hole is the only way to go because that man will roast you if you ask him to. I've watched several of his cameos where he just absolutely lays into somebody.
0: I don't think anyone, I love it. <laughs> I don't know that anyone is charging more than The Undertaker. Undertaker's was ridiculous. But if you go look up Undertaker on Cameo, he's got the full gimmick on when he <laughs> does these videos. So <laughs> Happy it's...
2: birthday, little
0: little Johnny. <laughs> I hear you're eight. <laughs> they're so good. He's like, I heard you beat cancer just like I beat 22 people at WrestleMania <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> this, this Thursday at the Astro Dome. <laughs> I mean, I, I love Taker, but the idea of like buying someone a cameo Undertaker video and Taker being in full gimmick is just so weird.
1: So like Anything weird. over $40, <laughs> man, like $40 is like the max. Because, I mean, it's a really cool idea. I don't know. I, I dig it. But, yeah, I'm not spending over $40 for someone to just say, hey, what's up? <laughs>
0: well, the, I mean, the crazy part is, like, some of these you see, it's, like, $200, and then you watch their previews, and it's, like, 15 seconds. Like, Knuckles gave you, like, a solid five yeah, minutes. Yeah, Knuckles
1: for... gave me, yeah, like, a solid four-minute <laughs> video, and he fucking harped on my team for a while, and I loved it. Like, uh... that's what I'm saying. Like, you get one, like... Like, all the way up top, like a Bro door or like even Marshan, they're just like, hey, what's up, heard it's your birthday, happy birthday Like, there's no personality, you get the guys that are, like, lower priced, and man,
0: they're <laughs> freaking awesome Yeah, they actually just want to talk to you, bud Yeah, <laughs> maybe That's we'll convince, cool. maybe we can convince Knuckle Ny- Nyland to come on the show after <laughs> Oh, hell
1: yeah, I'd love to talk to him. <laughs>
0: um, He did, I mean,
1: in fact, beat the living shit out of my flyer, so, I mean, I can't really, can't really knock him <laughs> for that
0: so we had some we had some big news today this was today right yes it was a big trade and uh we talked about it on the episode that we won't be able to release uh yeah maybe. Uh,
1: if anyone wants to know the little backstory on that we did record an episode last week uh and i had my daughter with me and she decided to have a meltdown like 30 minutes into it and it just became an entire ordeal <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: so um, lost episode I'll,
0: I, I will try to clean it up and post the lost episode out there for everyone. We did talk about Corey Crawford and his retirement. We talked about the opening of the league, but um, not not a whole lot. Hey, at least we got out of the uh, Keith Yandel situation, in which we're like, "What are yeah. they doing, <laughs> Keith Yandel?" <laughs>
1: exactly. I'm like, good thing we didn't release that because we were proven wrong within hours. <laughs> uh,
0: to be fair, that's not our fault. Joel no. Quenneville. Well, let's start with this as a news item before we go into the Pierre, Pierre-Luc Dubois trade because I think that's probably going to take Pierre a while to break down. But uh, this Keith Yandel situation, when we talked about it, uh, we, you know, I, I, prefaced, I prefaced it with I don't think he's actually injured. It's a healthy scratch. It's what they have him listed as, and they just healthy scratched this guy to fuck with him because he doesn't play. Th- and everyone knows this about Keith Yandel. He is very much an offensive defenseman. He's, you know, he's not terrible on his own end, but he's not going to play the type of defense that like uh, Joe Quinville would been used to during Chicago's heyday. If we're being completely honest, he's not a Patrick Sharp out there. No, uh, that's a fair point. But they 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 are seemingly threatening this guy's Iron Man streak. <laughs> Of some ridiculous number. I think it was like 768 games. It's like the fourth longest running streak of any hockey player of all time as far as how many games they've played consecutive. I think it's
1: actually in the 800s if I'm not mistaken.
0: Okay, yeah. Well, either way, he's four, he's fourth on the list. I don't have the numbers pulled up. Um, But so he ends up playing. He scores a goal. He has a great game.
1: <laughs> His first 866. Year.
0: Okay, that's what it that's that's what it was. Okay, um, scores a goal his first game. Everyone's happy. The fans are happy. I think I think Florida ends up winning the game if I'm remembering correctly. And then two days later, Joel Quinville's like, "Well, we still don't know if we're gonna play him all season." And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> "What do you want from me? <laughs> what do you Thanks, want?" Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Jeez. Like I, I mean, I I get that Keith Yandel is not a Victor Headman. <laughs> But he's you know, still
1: out there producing
0: results for you. It's, it's, it's the craziest thing because from from all everything we've ever heard about Keith Yandel, he's been known as a really good guy. Um, it's really funny to hear like teammates, well-respected people like Shane Doan, who unfortunately, as great as he was, he was just stuck in a very shitty time period of the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it the
1: Phoenix Coyotes, too?
0: yeah there you go the phoenix and
1: guys. the winnipeg jets
0: <laughs> but i mean he came out and he went to bat and ripped into joel quinville and said it's not right to do this to a player and i i kind of completely agree i am on the shane doan keith Yandle train on this one uh how do you feel about what they're trying to do do you think this is pressure from the office with keith Handel, or do you think it's a joel quinville thing
1: I don't want to put it all on Joe Winville especially if it if it is like a front office situation uh, that being said he's the coach of the team he is the one who is in charge of these day-to-day decisions uh, so ultimately the decision to either continue or end this guy's iron man streak is in your hands yeah, so, and I mean, goes- and I could and again like we just said I can understand if he was just out there not really doing anything just kind of float around uh, you know, not really being a presence, but he's still out there trying to get results.
0: Yeah, and I guess we should uh, we should say go ahead and say that he does have a no trade clause. Yeah. When he when he signed the extension, um, he he put in a no trade clause, and he's given them a couple teams he wants to be traded to. Yeah. Some of them do not have a fit for a Yandel, I guess. And this seems like this is why I asked about the front office thing. Because if we are like, hey, let's move this salary cap, let's try to, you know, get some younger talent or some prospects and some picks back, Yandel would be a person that you potentially could move. It's just crazy. It's all coming out before they even played their first game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially to a guy, I think that it seems like most players in the league like him. This is not a situation of like an Evander Kane or, you know, someone that can be a little problemsome in the locker room. Yeah. So it's 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 fucking weird, but uh, Yandel just keep tucking those goals. Go for the yeah, Rocket man. Richard this year.
1: They want to bench you. Show them every reason why they shouldn't. <laughs> until they trade you, and then you can be free.
0: If, if he should just start playing like, uh you know, Jonesy from Letterkenny,
1: you
0: know, <laughs> no defense, selfish playing only from here on out. Exactly. I mean, I, I, I don't know what to say. Like, if you're going to treat the guy that way, that's how I would play if I was. There. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, you know what? Let's tally these goals, boys. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know what? I'll do it. You'll fucking do it, too.
0: <laughs> so let's let's break down this Pierre-Luc Dubois trade. Um, on the lost episode, I had thrown out three possible landing spots. One being yeah. the Rangers, because I thought they needed help up the center. I thought maybe you could trade Kapokakinen and maybe, uh, you know, uh, either a prospect or a later round pick for a one for one. And that seemed like a good landing spot. The other landing spot was him for Liney. Liney, watch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, which is what happened. So Patrick Liney, he gets his trade. That's where he wanted to go because we uh, we you know, we've talked about this in the past. He wanted to go to L.A. and now he's in Columbus, Ohio, which, you know, no offense to people in Ohio. I love I love Ohio just fine. Cleveland's pretty cool city. But uh, I mean, while it's different than Winnipeg, it is very vastly different than L.A., (laughs) So. Yes, it is.
1: And you know what? I realized it's something that sounds like bullshit to be like, "Oh yeah, we had a lost episode where I totally called this Pierre Luc Dubois trade." But I'm, i <laughs> I'll, I'll go to bat for you here. It is something that actually happened. He did call it.
0: Uh, well, I, well, it's you know, it's been out in the media for a while that he he wanted to be moved, and uh, it's unfortunate for Columbus because it seems like every time they sign this level of player to an extension. Uh, they just bail <laughs> like midway through their contract. I, there's a big history of this with Columbus. And uh, I mean, I guess the big question and the thing that you're probably most excited about is uh, Tortorella. He gets he he benches Pierre-Luc Dubois uh, for being, I guess, kind of a toxic asshole from what we can gather from these trade rumors and how this thing has went down to only pick up Patrick Line. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, who is also notorious for being a spoiled brat. Uh,
0: so, uh, how how long until Tortorella gets fired from the league by bullying Patrick Line? I,
1: I don't know. I just know that he's probably going to become like John Ritter's character and problem child, and Patrick Line is going to be a little junior there. <laughs> always calling. I wonder who's going to be Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs>
0: I mean one thing one thing we've seen for Columbus this year is they need scoring. Obviously bringing in Line A is going to help them in that department. Yeah. Pierre-Luc Dubois to Winnipeg. I don't know if that's necessarily where he wanted to land, but that well, makes Winnipeg a much more dangerous team especially yes, in does. that in that northern division which there hasn't been one team that's really blown me away. And the North right now. I mean, uh, Montreal's looks really, really good. Nick Suzuki has kind of stepped into the next level. Of from from what we saw in the playoffs, he he just took that one step forward. But their goaltending is still a little weird. Like the the whole North Division. And I'm not just saying this because they're Canadian teams, but it's
1: yeah. It's I don't a want a of bunch this. of angry Canadians tweeting at me. I'm very pro Canada
0: it's a it's a little bit of a, a toss up right now if you if you've watched the oilers and you've watched the leafs you see glimpses of really great stuff but it's it's really hard to pinpoint like who the best in that division is uh, i think that a lot of people had the leafs penciled in to just run away with this thing
2: and yeah
1: they... <laughs> but it's the leaves are they really going to do that <laughs>
0: I have no idea, but they, I mean, so far they haven't looked like that. And now Marner, or not Marner, but uh, Austin Matthews' injury, which we'll get into a little bit later. But if he's out for multiple weeks, uh, that could be really, really rough for that team. But uh, it, it's just a uh, it's a weird scenario in general. Pierre-Luc Dubois coming into Winnipeg. I don't think Winnipeg is a bad team by any means. I think they have some pretty good goaltending. Um, I'm not 100% sure, but is Brian Little back yet?
1: Uh, that's a good question. Let me pull that up in my notes because again, we are professionals on this.
0: So I've only gotten to watch some of Winnipeg's highlights. I haven't, I haven't had an opportunity to watch a full game. The Canadian games I've watched so far have been, uh, you know, the Canadiens versus the Leafs and the Oilers versus the Leafs. And I've caught like one Calgary game and a little bit of Vancouver, here and there, but I haven't watched a full game of, of Winnipeg, so I, I'm not 100% sure where their roster stands right now.
1: Yeah, I haven't either. And to be honest, I forgot the name immediately as I started to Google it. That happens.
0: Well, they, they they had a couple big injuries last year, Little being one and Blake Wheeler, assuming that they're both back, which I, I don't know for sure. Um, Pierre-Luc Dubois, he slots in as a... I'm assuming he's gonna slot in as their first line center.
1: Almost. I don't see anything on where uh, if he is if he is back or not.
0: Okay. Uh well well, we'll never know. No. <laughs> <laughs> but but if it's me, I, I honestly think that Winnipeg probably won this trade. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's really hard to find a very, very good first-line center that is probably going to have a very long NHL career if they can keep him happy, which is hard to do in Winnipeg. They also have the same problem Columbus has, where players just don't want to live in Winnipeg. Yeah, because, you know, uh, Winnipeg. I'm going to laugh really hard if Bufflin now comes out of retirement. <laughs> is he gone? <laughs> <laughs> Because he's technically still on the roster on LTIR, and I mean, if he's healthy to play, he could come back, like, <laughs> middle, middle of the season, right? Maybe he just didn't like line A, because some of these things really lined up with Bufflin not coming back. Uh, if you've listened to our show last year around this time—actually, it would have been in around, I guess, August, I guess,
2: before yeah. the season
0: started— uh, All that stuff happened at the same time with Line A's contract and then Bufflin just being like, no, I'm just going to stay home and fish for a while. (laughs) So it's it'll be interesting to see what happens in Winnipeg there. Like I said, that division doesn't have a clear cut person. Maybe Pierre Luc Dubois shows up that everything clicks. Winnipeg go on a huge run. Um, It's just really, really hard to say. I, I do like Winnipeg's goaltending more than most of the teams in the North Division. I mean, Carey Price is great, right? I mean, I would say he's probably the best goaltender in that division. Oh, for sure. But he's also one person, <laughs> and I don't. Yeah, you can't carry an entire team on your back unless you're Mackenzie Blackwood, in which you just, you know, whole team get over here. But uh, speaking of injuries and the, the, Mon- the, the, uh, not the Montreal, uh, the, the Canadians, not the Canadians, damn it, <laughs> the, the Toronto Maple Leafs, Jumbo Joe, out for one month with a rib fracture. He, he's been a big part of their power play. Uh, he hasn't really shown out, but the entire reason of bringing him in was obviously to be a veteran presence. And kind of help try to control the locker room a little bit as far as everything we've heard him going out. That obviously sucks. We, as everyone knows, who's listening to this podcast. We're all jumbo Joe fans. How could you not like jumbo Joe? But what do you think this means for the, the Toronto Maple Leafs? And uh, knowing that Matthews is potentially going to be out, which we'll get into a little later, that, is going to hurt what they were doing on power play quite a bit.
1: I mean, this just sounds like a typical uh, t- Toronto Maple Leaf season. You know, they start <laughs> off with all this hope and promise, like, oh, we got all these new guys, they're coming in, that's going to be good. And they are, and, you know, you get a little taste of it, but then one gets injured and then two get injured. And next thing you know, you're without most of your star players for a good chunk of the season, and by that point, it's just too late to recover.
0: One thing I don't understand about Toronto is every season it seems like the first 5 games their coach comes out and yells about their level of competitiveness and how it seems like they're not being competitive enough. It's I mean, it's,
1: it's Toronto. How competitive do you want them to be?
0: It's just it's very it's very weird. So bringing in Jumbo Joe and and people like Wayne Simmons this year, obviously they're trying to instill uh, a type of team camaraderie, camaraderie, bring in some veterans. But this shouldn't even be a problem. You have John Tavares. Like, yeah. shouldn't John Tavares be the guy?
1: I mean, seems like that should be the case. But, I mean, I don't know. Did they ever come forth and just name a captain? Or have they not done that?
0: I'm, I'm pretty sure that Tavares is wearing the C. Okay. Uh, but, you know he was with the Islanders and not necessarily good Islanders teams for a long time. And we never heard about their issues with (laughs) lack of competitiveness. And some of this is Toronto media. Obviously it's the same thing as like, if the Yankees have a bad game, it's way different than like, you know, if the devils have a bad game, it's, it's not as big of a deal as a smaller market versus like, you know, the Rangers or the Maple Leafs or the Bruins. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. But man, this yeah, is uh, uh, so
1: that's, that's painful and there's a bit of it going around in the league losing losing players like this, some to their own stupidity.
0: <laughs> Did you have one particular person in mind?
1: <laughs> well, I, I actually had four particular people in, in mind, and that was kind of my segue into our, uh, into our segment on the capitals and there uh, seemingly seemingly click of Russian players. Because I don't, I think they were all, it was Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, Orlov, um, I'm fairly certain.
0: Samson. Yeah,
1: Samsonov. Pretty much every every person on that team that is of Eastern European descent was probably hanging out with us. But they broke COVID rules. So that's not cool, especially at a time when... It's not something that people should be joking about.
0: Yeah, the coach Laviolette came out and he was he said, right now the players are in quarantine and at this point I believe it's four games and under review. And so we'll go from there. There will probably be an announcement at some point, but I believe we're looking at that and we'll look at everything. Uh, Ovechkin came out. And his quote from this was, I regret my choice to spend time together with my teammates in our hotel room and away from the locker room areas. I will learn from this experience.
1: No, I so, won't. It's fucking Ovechkin. No, I
0: won't. <laughs> I mean, Ovechkin, unfortunately for him, he's he's he was on pace to eventually beat Gretzky's goal record if he could put up you know 20 30 goals for the next four or five years we've had two shortened seasons yeah now he's going to be suspended um we saw them try to load up with lundquist and and it seems like they're we're going to fire one last shot with this washington capitals team who haven't looked bad at all this year no but it's 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 just crazy to think that this is something that ovechkin get hit with and and also what were they doing in this hotel room and we go back to the uh history of evgeny kuznetsov who uh, yeah
1: yeah <laughs> uh, let's say it's his uh, his past isn't exactly snow white
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well no it is exactly that <laughs> well, I on mean <laughs> <laughs> um
1: there was there was a joke there. I just I, I don't know. I couldn't find
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is crazy and I don't think this is going to be the last we see of this. Obviously something happened besides four players hanging out in a hotel room.
1: Yeah, I mean, you don't you don't people don't call the cops on just a, a a fucking game of checkers.
0: Yeah, so like, you know, I've hung out with lots of people in hotel rooms. Maybe they were social distancing in the hotel room. You think they were all like <laughs>
1: On Six. chairs in corners of the room.
0: Yeah, playing the new NHL game, yes. NHL 21.
1: <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly what they were doing and drinking from their their, their sponsored drinks. And their totally was not a press event.
0: I just know that I hope this doesn't happen in the Devils where you lose four of your starting lineup.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. Jack Hughes better just fucking stay in this hotel room and not do anything stupid.
0: <laughs> this is – I mean that is rough. Those are four – very, very important players of the Capitals.
1: Yeah, it seems like it's uh, turning out to be a bit of a curse season for them.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, they're not that – they're still – like I said, they were performing well until this. But if, if they're going to be gone, depending on what actually comes out of this, and they're suspended for four games. So let's say they're under quarantine for two weeks. This yeah. is, is going to end up being maybe six to eight games for them? Possibly. And, and that's gonna
1: make a hell of a difference in a, in a division where you can't you can't take your foot off the gas for even a second.
0: yeah, it's a it's a fifty six game season. I think if people need to keep that in mind, you're looking at like almost ten percent of your season on four players being suspended or out on quarantine.
1: Yeah, and that's gonna hurt. That's gonna hurt them. Uh, Although the Sabres managed to find a way to lose to them, so. i mean if there's a will there's a way
0: i did like um tj oshi's comments on this he was like everyone knows we want those guys to be here they want to be in the lineup and they feel terrible that they're not uh that they're not and they put themselves in a situation and they're not going to be playing with us but for us it's the next man up mentality and it's it just makes you love tj (laughs) oshi even more than i already do uh he's a pest but i love him He's he's a pest, but he also you know beat Russia. Yeah, yeah, no, (laughs) single-handedly. Very true. If you go back and you watch that shootout, it's like it's it's they just sent Oshi out six times, but they never really talk about who Oshi was actually going against, because on the other side of that was (laughs) the magician Pavel Datsuk and Ilya Kolvachuk. On the other team in this shootout, doesn't matter. <laughs> it, it did not matter to Tsurugi Yoshi apparently. Nope. Um I, on all comers. It's it's a it's a crazy. This is a crazy situation for the Capitals. I think once they get these players back, they'll probably be fine. When we did our predictions, didn't I have them? I had them in the playoffs. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, so, I don't
1: think it's too far of a stretch to, you know, I imagine they'll make the playoffs, it's
0: the Capitals. I, I, I don't know, man. 10% of your season in this tight division, and we're still using the same point system.
1: I mean, I, I guess I could be that the person that says anything's possible, you know. <laughs> maybe because they went out the devils will finally play good (laughs) but you know i it's the capitals
0: yeah well hey the devils have been playing good we'll get into that a little bit later but uh man it's uh ovechkin has only missed 31 games in 16 seasons
1: yeah, well, I mean, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. <laughs> I would think, as like a veteran of the NHL, you might, you know, uh, I don't like I said, I don't know the uh, specifics of this situation, but you might, as as a veteran player on your team, you know, be the example, maybe.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess the only the only thing I would take away from this is. Before anyone goes out and crucifies these guys for no, the yeah. which we're 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 pointing and making fun of, remember that they were stuck in a bubble for like four months, and everyone has been trapped at home for forever. Um, and you are forcing these players to travel hotel to hotel in localized cities. I don't know what happened in this hotel room or how crazy it got. Obviously, I must have it was something
1: some kind of crazy.
0: Obviously, something else happened besides them just hanging out, um, but we will see more of this just because human nature is – I mean, it's its really hard to just I, – I, and this has been hard for everyone, anyone that's it, been living in America or across the world right now with COVID and everything that's been going on and not being able to leave your house. And when you do leave your house, you have to stay away from everyone. You can't go see your friends, et cetera. This isn't the last time we're going to see this this season. Oh, no, for they, sure not. And they set a precedent of this being a 4 game suspension if you get caught hanging out with someone outside of the locker room.
1: I mean, this is this comes down to you can't have your cake and eat it at the same time, you know. If we want to have a hockey season and have it done properly, they have to follow the protocols. It's just the way it's got to be.
0: But at the same time, these players are going to have to go out and go grocery shopping.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? You know what I mean? Like, That's true. It just depends on how you look at this. If you look at this, they were being irresponsible irresponsible and hanging out together in a hotel room. It's like it's four people who are being constantly COVID tested. And if you think about everyday life, like if I have to go to Walmart, even if I'm doing my best with masking and – and staying, you know, 16 feet away from people. Does that mean I catch a four-game suspension?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what what the what the exact policies are. I guess I would have to look at the NHL rule book or what their guidelines are for how they're doing things. Uh, but again, if it's a situation in a hotel room with, you know, again, players of questionable. History, at least, it would not be out of the realm to expect that things were going on.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, the, the reason this becomes more of an issue is because because that's is involved and he had the cocaine yeah. allegations and. Yes. We will. We will see what happens. I hate to be the guy that says we will see, but this is uh, obviously if you're a Capitals fan, this is not a good time.
2: <laughs> for no. This
0: to be happening. No. Um, it is not. But if you're a Bruins fan, there's some good news. Pasternak, he is recovering faster than expected and is expected to return sooner, which means they could be getting him back in the next either couple of weeks or month or so.
1: Well, it's definitely a good thing. Uh, Pasternak makes a big difference when he's on the ice with them. Uh, Yeah, the Bruins have – I don't want to say they look terrible, but they – I mean – a little bit, a little lacking.
0: Well, we can we can definitely say that Rask has looked very, very. Yeah, good. Rask
1: has been a wall, but I mean, if you don't have the defense and offense around it, what, what difference does it make at the end of the day?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, they're definitely a different team without Pasternak. There, I've watched both of their games against the Devils. Rask put up the brick wall, one in a shootout. Halak also put up a brick wall. Um, uh, he he did end up losing that game against the Devils, but. That goalie tandem is so good that they can, yeah, can kind of get away with. <laughs>
1: with yeah, they <laughs> can do that every now and again. They can switch them out like that. Halak does have his moments, and, you know, Rask has his moments, too, where they're both not great. We've seen some of that before in the past, for sure. Um, but having Pasternak in the lineup will definitely make a difference.
0: Specifically with their power play, and uh, specifically with their that, scoring. Yes, I, I will say this. Brad Marchand has looked good so far this season, yeah. and I hate Brad Marchand, but uh, I watched him. I've watched three Bruins games so far, and he has looked very good in all of them. I think that he had he scored goals against the Devils, if I'm not mistaken.
1: <laughs> uh, yes, and he did they actually. Were
0: very, very grindy Brad Marchand-esque goals.
1: Well, you know, you um, can't fault so, the guy for being himself.
0: No, I mean, and, and he he played very clean, and he's played very clean so far this season because he can't afford to take a penalty right no, now. He
1: really can't. That team cannot afford. <laughs>
0: they, they cannot afford. To lose so him. it's it's crazy seeing this version of Marshand where he is. Having to play the way he's having to play because it does take a little bit out of his game, but he is showing that he can still, even in this situation, be a goal scorer for them and, and a, a big, big part of that team. And it's, I'm sure he will be more happy than anyone in the entire world that Pasternak is back.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it'll be good. Yeah. I think hey, he'll come back and he'll just start scoring again because that's what Pasta does. He scores. Except in shootouts.
0: So when we we we're talking about the Bruins here, what is what is this show called that they have? Uh,
1: it's behind the B.
0: Behind. Which is
1: really honestly, if you just like hockey and you like seeing kind of a behind the scenes peek at what they do off the ice or when you know the game cameras aren't necessarily rolling, it's uh it's pretty fun to watch even if you're not a Bruins fan.
0: This is very much in the in the vein of like a Hard Knocks or what they did with the Flyers and Ilya Bryzgalov.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Just to just to kind of look at the team and their day to day activities when they're not playing games.
0: Yeah. So I have not watched any of this show, but I did hear these hilarious ass chirps at Supan.
1: <laughs> oh yes.
0: <laughs> Which were absolutely amazing.
1: Because uh, it's everything you always want to say to those guys that get up and just feel like, you know, the part of being a celebrity is you have to make your own workout tapes. You no, know, I, I don't even know if workout tapes are a thing anymore. But I know when I was a kid, they were still kind of popular. Um, but yeah, he chirped at him. He's like, "Why don't you go make another fucking workout tape, you loser?" <laughs> it <I'm sure. laughs> <sleep-footed> at <Yeah>. me. <laughs>
0: yeah. So Suvan and this guy get in a little bit of a tussle, and suvan he's like, "You want to fucking go right now?" And Suvan's like, "When I'm ready." Big ligging him basically. Yeah. And then he said, I will fucking murder you. And then later on, <laughs> this guy continues to chirp. Subban takes a, a kind of a cheap shot at him. I don't want to say he slew-footed him, but he definitely cross-checked it a
1: him. Bit of a, it, was, it was a little bit of a slew-foot there, bud.
0: It was a little bit of a dirty hit, not going to lie. Not going to stand up for uh, <laughs> Subban on this podcast, but it was funny. He's like, it's fucking slew-foot, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you go make another workout video? I just I just want to know what the rest of the chirps were, because they didn't stop there. <laughs> Suban is just now breaking up with his girlfriend, Lindsay Vaughn, so I'm sure there was a lot of that also.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure.
0: Um, yes. Out of the two players I thought that would be having an argument, I, I assumed it would be Marshand and Suvan because they have this long-heated history, <laughs> but apparently that wasn't the case. Nah,
1: Nah, Subban's an equal opportunity asshole. He pisses everybody <laughs> off.
0: Yeah, well, you know what? That being said, Subban has looked better this year. He's getting a lot of shots on net. Um, he had a goal that got called back against the Rangers with just a big clap bomb. So we'll see what happens. He still doesn't look that great in his own end. Uh, definitely not not as good as he needs to be. Hopefully Sammy Vatanen will come back and, and help the Devils out in that. That situation, but um, yeah, Subban Subban getting chirps always hilarious, and he should have just dropped the gloves with this guy. Chirps in
1: general are fun. Yeah, I guess he should have just 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 gone ahead and had taken care of business.
0: And and to be fair with to to be fair to Subban, both of those Bruins Devils games were very close, and they both went into OT.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: so. Again, I'm a,
1: not throwing shade at the Devils because the Devils honestly look decent this season so far.
0: And and if he took a penalty there, that's not very good, especially because the PK for the Devils has not been great this year. And he had already taken a dumb penalty earlier in the night, if I recall properly. So him not wanting to fight the guy, I completely understand uh, in that in that scenario. But it, it was definitely funny. And, and speaking of funny <laughs> – Ben Bishop dressing as a dinosaur to scare his teammates. This is in the news today. Did you see this? Have you heard about this?
1: I'm sorry. What was it? Sorry, Riley asked me a question.
0: Oh, no, that's fine. Uh, Ben Bishop dressing as a dinosaur to scare his teammates.
1: Oh, well, because he is a dinosaur.
0: <laughs> he's
1: old, but he's I love Ben Bishop to death. I'm never going to say a bad thing about Ben Bishop. Uh, you know, he, he likes to have fun. And yeah, he's an older he's an older goalie, but you know what? He still got it.
0: Yeah, it's it's hilarious to see him dressing up like a dinosaur and going around and and scaring his teammates, especially because Dallas, you know, has had a little bit of a rough start to the season. All their games were delayed for two weeks, and <laughs> this is this is good to see that they're at least trying to have fun. Just don't do it in a hotel room or you'll catch a four-game suspension bin. God
1: forbid. (laughs) Don't go go have a beer with your friends, please. (laughs) Exercise some decorum.
0: But running around in a dinosaur costume, which I guess, you know, it's one of those inflatable dinosaur costumes. So
1: Yeah, at least he was cool on the inside.
0: Yeah, it's like, you know, it's kind of like being inside of, like, a bubble. Like, you're, like, bubble boy or something, right?
1: For the most part. (laughs) (laughs) More or less. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. so Matthews is out with an upper body injury we haven't gotten a full update but the coach came out and said uh, with Austin he's dealing with some upper body soreness he's going to be day-to-day situation I'm not too concerned there was a possibility that he would play today but he just wasn't feeling right in that sense so we're going to give him a little bit more time we know how this can go with with (laughs) Sheldon Keefe and Claude Julian. Uh, or Sheldon Keefe, sorry, not Claude Julian. I was also looking at the Montreal's uh, stat line. Uh, I don't want to say that there's more to this than there is because w- we will see, but this is a hot, very hockey coach thing to say that they're day to day.
1: I mean, yeah, if you're uh, especially if you're a Maple Leafs person, you want to keep tabs on on anything involving Austin Matthews because he is a big part of that team. You know, he he brings a creepiness with his mustache, but, uh, you know, he also knows how to, you know, he knows how to work a puck.
0: So uh, do you want to do the Hall of Awesome first before we get into our just league review?
1: No, nah, let's save the Hall of Awesome for the last thing because it's a, it's a good one today.
0: It is. It is a really it's a good sad one.
1: one, but it's a good one.
2: It is.
0: Uh, so let me pull up some scores around the league. But hey, how about this? Why don't you tell me about your Flyers so far this season while I get uh, these pulled up?
1: I know the last couple games haven't been haven't 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 been a win for us for the Flyers, but I'm not in any way, shape, or form really concerned. Uh, I think offensively the team has looked good. They're playing a bit too much in their zone, and I touched on this in the last episode. But they're uh, they're definitely playing a bit too much in their own zone, uh, which is problematic, and it's going to cause problems if they keep doing that. They need to get better about it. Um, but they're still finding ways to deliver. They're still getting pucks to the net. You know, it's good to see Travis connectney getting out there and scoring like he's been. He's been awesome. Uh, even Claude Giroux, I think, uh, didn't Claude Giroux even open up. And uh, score one, if I'm not mistaken.
0: I think so. I, I heard a weird conversation about Claude Giroux where they base where where uh, this was off the hockey podcast, pod, the Hockey Buzz podcast, or, or whatever they do on YouTube slash Google Meets or whatever they're using now. Now
1: Claude Giroux did not score yet,
0: um, but they were specifically talking about how Kevin Hayes has kind of filled the role that Claude Giroux has held for years in a lot of ways. And then going back and actually watching some of the game tape and
1: it's true. Yes.
0: He, he does fill a lot of what Claude used to do. It's just surprising because Claude Giroux is a, can be a pure goal scorer when needed. I mean, it's
1: like, and it's hard to say because the last couple of seasons, yeah, it's kind of tapered off a little bit. Uh, and Kevin Hayes has really stepped into what, like you were saying, what Claude Giroux used to do. Uh, Whether or not that amounts to anything, I don't think so, because Claude Giroux is, you know, he's as much a part of the Flyers as, I mean, his jersey's going to be retired for sure by the Flyers. Uh, I guarantee that. Um, Evidently, my dryer doesn't think that'll happen, but uh, that's fine. (laughs) Um, No, but uh, maybe it's a past and future thing. You know, Kevin Hayes is a great player. You know, I said that from the moment he got traded and since then, and he's done nothing but prove, prove it right. Um, I think if anyone does take over the reins, when and if Claude Giroux decides to move on, if he does, I don't think he will. I truly don't believe that because he loves Philadelphia with, with his entire heart. Uh, and I've seen that because I, you know, he's been playing since I was in high school, uh, So then that's 10 years ago now. (laughs) It's been quite a while. Um, But yeah, if anyone ever did, I could see that being Kevin Hayes taking up the rings because he's a natural leader.
0: Yeah, and I I would say the bright spots of that team so far from me watching is Carter Hart looks great still. Uh, Yeah, he's had some up and downs, but a lot of that has to do with. To me, this is one thing the Flyers have been doing too much is they're just making blind passes in the neutral zone.
1: Yeah, and, and that's and, what's causing them to lose their puck in the neutral zone.
0: And they're also getting caved in and on their own end, staying in, on their own end of the ice way too long, which the Devils are also having the same problem with. So it's this is not just me taking a shot at the Flyers, but I've watched every Flyers game so far <laughs> this season because they have not happened to play the same day as the Devils. So I have ended up watching a lot of Flyers um, and that, that's one, the one standout specifically the, the blind passing directly back to in center ice is, uh, is something I would be a little worried about, but some of that is just going to be game rust. You, yeah. you didn't get a, you didn't and, get a preseason.
1: Yeah. And that being said, I mean, having, bringing Eric Gustafson and him just kind of seamlessly filling into, you know, the role that Matt Niskanen used to, used to fill, um, you know, he's been a great addition to the team. Uh, he's out there making, making plays happen. Um, like I said, Travis connecting, absolutely lighting it up. I think it'll keep happening. James van Reemsteke That's another player. You don't, uh, I thought was more or less tapering off cause he's been, he's been playing about the same amount of time as, uh, as, a uh, well, maybe, maybe a little bit less than Drew. Uh, he's been, he's been around for a while. Uh, but now, uh, James JVR is lighting it up, too. I,
0: I, the, the three standout players that I've seen so far outside of Carter Hart while watching the Flyers has definitely been Kinnickney, Kevin Hayes, and uh, to me, Jacob Voracek.
1: Oh yeah, I think, for sure. I think Simply they, just because he fucking told that reporter off, I love it so much. That was another thing in the last episode that we talked about. You didn't which, see it, Jacob Voracek just fucking completely destroyed a reporter. Because uh, this guy is an asshole, and this is a verified asshole. But uh, Jacob Voracek pretty much just told him to fuck off, and he wasn't he wasn't he didn't even want to answer his questions, and called him a weasel.
0: Yeah, I think the I I don't have the exact wording in front of me, but he said something. Oh, no, I can
1: remember it. I can remember it. He's like, it doesn't matter what. Yeah, it doesn't matter what I'm going to say. You're just going to post fucking bullshit anyway. And then the look on Travis Konechny's face when when he uttered those words, it was just simply immaculate. It was literally that uh, Drew Scanlon meme where he's like blinking his eyes and he turns his head. That was literally Travis Konechny's face.
0: Yes, Travis Konechny is the NHL blinking white guy. Drew Scanlon, yes, yes. former former Giant bomb. <laughs> oh, Drew uh, Scanlon.
1: Yeah, so it was it was great. Yes, Boruchek has my fucking heart and soul for that. And you know the Flyers have my heart and soul for letting Gritty come back because I I needed Gritty in my life. You have no idea how much I needed Gritty.
0: That was going to be the other thing I was going to say about watching the Flyers so far is they're really one. Gritty is now in love with Kevin Hayes, even yes. though he has stolen some things from him. Apparently. Yeah, it's what
1: they were, but uh, I imagine Kevin Hayes will probably get them back in the in the offseason, you know, in a weird box.
0: <laughs> um, Konekna gets a hat trick, and we get this great big empty arena with Gritty throwing a singular hat.
1: <laughs> Just one. Just one hat right onto the ice. <laughs>
0: Which was amazing. Uh, Flyers look good, man. They're in second place right now. They're right below the Capitals. Obviously, the Capitals are going to take a little bit of a dip unless yeah. Craig Anderson comes in and just plays lights out. Well,
1: you never uh, know. Uh, I don't really uh, – like I said, I'm not really worried. If you're a Flyers fan, there's nothing to really worry about right now. Uh, beginning of the season anyway, they're looking great. Defense could use a little tweaking, uh, especially in that in that neutral ice uh you know puck defense has got to be a little bit better, a little bit better uh but looking all things considered they're looking great and they'll continue to look great
0: yeah and the, and the flyers and the capitals have played five games where most of the division has played four with the exception of the penguins who got absolutely smoked by the flyers they did not look like the same old penguins that we are used to um it, it, it Maybe not on the score sheet. If the, if you look at the score sheet, it didn't seem as bad as what actually was happening in that game. But as someone that watched both of those Penns Flyers games, they definitely did not look like the same team no. that we've seen in years past. The New York Islanders, they're in third place currently. Um, they have looked very good. They beat the hell out of my Devils on Thursday. And uh, in, in the Devils, they definitely... They had Scott Wedgwood in net and took a bunch of bad penalties. The game ended up being 4-1, but the Islanders outside of that, the games that I have watched of them so far, they don't look like the grindy defense team we saw in the playoffs. Like They're actually playing some offensive hockey, which is a little crazy. Uh, It was also very weird seeing Andy Green play for the very first time in his career against the New Jersey Devils, former captain of the Devils. That was a, a very... Weird but cool moment, because I guess that he didn't ever actually play against the Devils because the midseason trade and COVID happened. Uh, Devils obviously weren't in the playoffs, so it was like a really weird thing. And the Devils, uh, you know, Ken Denko on commentary, nothing but good things to say about Andy Green. It was just kind of a one of those cool, surreal moments. Like if, if we did get Lundquist playing in net for the Capitals versus the Rangers, it would have been kind of the same thing, right?
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, Bruins, we kind of already talked about so far. Yeah, they're
1: looking, they're looking all right. I mean, it's, it's early in the season. There's, I mean, you can't, I don't know. Once pasta gets back into the lineup and I think they get tweaks, they'll start rolling like they normally do. Uh,
0: the Rangers. So maybe some young goaltending woes there a little bit.
1: Unfortunately, we don't have Keegan here to defend himself. He is celebrating his birthday today, so, uh, but that's okay because we're gonna rag on him anyway without him.
0: Yeah, and I don't want to. I'm not gonna just completely bust on the Rangers because they did make a a comeback against the Devils, but it did take them switching their goaltenders in the third period, and and they've done this twice. Yeah, you know, where they've so, had to switch I mean, their goaltenders early on.
1: Maybe it's uh maybe it's a question of looking at who you're starting in net.
0: Yeah, is it? it's Georgiev, right? Did I, I believe I pronounce that right. Georgiev. Uh, he started against the Devils. He lets in four. It's 4-1. Four, Technically five. One was called back on a coach's challenge on an offside, which yeah. everyone's already heard me bitch about this. Like if you didn't call it on the ice, I don't know that it needs to be reviewed. This isn't the NFL.
1: No, you don't Some, need to review every single damn play.
0: I get reviewing, like, was it a goal or was it not a goal? But, like, reviewing an offsides
1: Yeah, that's just (laughs) fucking petty. No, not petty. Pendantic? No. That's a P word. It'll come to me.
0: Yeah. I mean, it ended up not hurting the Devils. They they still won, so it wasn't that big of a deal. But uh, the big thing was in the third period, Georgiev's out. Shosturkin is in. He looks good. But earlier in the season, they had done the same thing. They had started going down. They switched goaltending.
1: <laughs>
0: so, like, if you're playing the Rangers, you may be playing two different goaltenders a game, I guess.
1: I mean, and that's not necessarily the worst thing. So.
0: Well, generally, you don't want a goaltender coming in cold. I mean,
1: if you're <laughs> the opposition, you do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. So they've been a little weird to watch. Uh, Lafreniere has not... Has has not came in and been a uh, immediate Connor McDavid like no. maybe some people have thought. He hasn't looked okay. bad, uh, but nothing show stopping so far. The the Sabers, Taylor gonna... Hall has has started the season out very well for them.
1: But as we've talked about numerous times, you cannot win with just one player.
0: <laughs> yes, and. The fact that Taylor Hall would rather play for the Sabres than the New Jersey Devils is still bad. And we'll
1: fucking throw the Sabres (laughs) on his back and carry them, but won't play for the Devils.
0: Yeah, Jack Jack Eichel has looked great as well. There's some positive things to take away from the Sabres team. I don't think everyone had the Sabres and the Devils pinned at the bottom of this division anyways once the Bruins were moved in and they reshuffled this. And I, right now, I, you know, I think the Sabres look better than they did last year. There's some positive things to take away from that team, but we have not seen it yet. You saw a great performance against the Flyers.
1: Yeah, but it was kind of like a one-off and I mean, it was a bad night for the Flyers too, so.
0: Yeah, it's one of those questions where is this team this good or was it a bad night for? I think it was
1: just a bad night for the Flyers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, that pretty much sums up the East so far. The Devils are sitting in fifth place. I have watched all of their games so far.
1: I mean, taking to solace that year ahead of the, of the Bruins by, like, a, a thin hair <laughs> because their goal differential is better.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, well, the Devils didn't help themselves by getting just demolished by the Islanders on Thursday as far as goal differential goes. But, yeah. Uh, the thing about the Devils losing Corey Crawford to retirement, which we talked about on the lost episode, was a huge hit for this team. Uh, there's no doubt about it. I I, I think, you know, they were going to have a one A and and one B situation, and now it's up in the air.
1: Yeah, they need to do something about Wedgwood because I've watched some of his highlights, and uh, yeah, it's I don't think I don't think he's the answer, unfortunately.
0: He he's such such a such a nice guy. I don't yeah.
1: like
0: bad about Scott Wedgwood, but yeah, it's is,
1: not an attack on his character. It's just you need more time to develop if you're going to play on this level. Y-
0: yes, and and the thing is, is I don't know that he's ever going to get there at this point. He's been well, the, you
1: know what? It worked for Malcolm Subban. So if he can't get to that level, you can game the system and play anyway. <laughs> <laughs> just keep switching teams, but I mean you can make it uh, work, honestly.
0: So is is this the thing where you finally admit that Malcolm Souvain is not a Yeah,
1: character? I mean it took it took me a few years because again, I got a lot of love for the guy. This isn't a, a dig on him as a person. Again, he you know, he was a big part of the Knights and you know I followed the Knights. I still do. That's my it's my team in the uh the team in the West there. Uh but yeah, it's just Dude, I, I don't want to say it because, you know, I, I like giving the guy a chance, but he's just not that great.
0: Yeah, well, uh, the Devils did go out and try to address this. Yeah. I, I still think I maybe would have kicked the tires on Corey Snyder, um, but they claimed Aaron uh, Dell off waivers from Toronto, which
1: probably so sucks you would if th- you're th- Toronto. Yeah. I mean, you would think <laughs> that instead of Wedgwood, they would maybe, you know, get... Get get Aaron Dell some time out there because, you know, he's Yeah, for whatever it was, he's bounced around, but he's still played in NHL games. He still knows what he's doing in that and looks damn good while he's doing it, I might add, because he's always got the sickest pads. Uh yeah, well, they need they need to they need to figure out a goalie situation because you can't you can't put it all on Mackenzie Blackwood. This is the same thing we talked about last season and probably the, the season before that.
0: Yeah, well, I think about the th- the thing with Aaron Dell is he's going to be on two week restriction for COVID protocol. Yeah, because he came from a different division. So I do think that is the move. I, I don't okay. think I don't think the Devils are just keeping Wedgewood up to keep Wedgewood up. If anything, we've seen from from Lindy Ruff, he has not been afraid to make changes to this lineup. <laughs> no.
1: And with a name like Lindy Ruff, I mean, you know what you're getting. That guy doesn't uh, take any shit.
0: Yes. So, I mean, main takeaways from the devil so far, just for the fans out there that listen, because I talk about the devil so much um, McKenzie Blackwood man. has looked amazing. And Jack Hughes has taken a step forward and no longer looks like what people were calling him, which is a bust. He has looked great so far this season. He's had so many shooting opportunities. Um, he's making just amazing passes and, uh, I think this where you're seeing him step in and I kind of talked about this with you when he came into camp and had gained like 15 pounds of muscle. (laughs) So he, he, he looks like he, he might be the truth. It's going to be great to see Nico. He when he gets back, he's been injured. Um, Jesper Brat is finally back. He has a visa. He's on a two week quarantine right now. So once the devil's are back up and running, with what their actual starting lineup would be. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with them. Uh, I'll it put it does... to you like
1: this. As a, as a fan of hockey in the East, you're not in the worst position. You know, you, you're you're doing stuff. It's early in the season. You can, you can figure out the tweaks because obviously you've got some stuff that's working for you. So just keep chipping at it. You're not that far back, honestly. It's still very much anybody's league.
0: Yeah, I mean, the one thing that has been a big highlight for the Devils as well is Ty Smith. <laughs> Coming in and playing his first year on defense, he's looked really good moving the puck, um, contributing some assists here and there. I think he's looked really good. And I like Lindy Ruff's new system where he's having the defenseman pull up and take a shot, um, put them more into an offensive situation, similar to what you saw Tampa do in the playoffs with, uh, oh, my God, why can I not think of his name right now? Yeah. Um, Tampa does this as well, basically pulling, pulling your defenseman in to take a shot. Oh, Hedman. no, not Hedman. been um, no, uh, a guy that had to hit the game winner when he busted up the boards on the left side in the playoffs. I can't think of his name right now for for the life of me. Former Ranger.
1: Mm, Kevin Shattenkirk.
0: Yeah, I think that's him. I think that's yeah. I think that's correct. It's been a while since we watched that playoff. game. Yeah,
1: Shattenkirk's <laughs> but, on a, Shattenkirk's on a different team now. I don't know who he's playing for either.
0: But it's that same defensive Yeah, it's a yeah, that, it's
1: a similar similar setup to the and Kirk. I get what you're saying.
0: So you're seeing a lot more of that and we're seeing PK Suban and like I said earlier, I don't think he's been that great in his own end so far, but he is definitely taking bombs and it's, it's only going to take so long until one of those come through. Right.
1: Exactly. Uh, yeah.
0: And then once the ball starts rolling, we know what Subban can do with that shot. I mean, it's yeah. a wicked ass shot. Kim like and Shea Weber, um, Brent Burns, those bombs, if they can get set up properly or can be, can be lethal.
1: So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's funny you brought up Brett Burns because Jennifer showed me an, or was it you that showed me an article? Someone showed me an article and it was, uh, I think it was Jennifer who did – Brett Burns was at Disney World and some kid mistook him for a pirate and he signed the kid's autograph anyway. (laughs) Because, I mean, either way, you're either getting it signed by a pirate or you're getting it signed by Brett Burns. So either way, it's a good signature. (laughs) I love that. He just went with it and was like, all right, I'm a pirate now.
0: (laughs) That's amazing. So coming out of the East, we have the Capitals in first, Flyers in second, Islanders in third, and the Penguins currently sitting in fourth. Devils are sitting outside in fifth. Bruins are in sixth, pretty much tied with the Devils points wise. And then at the bottom, you get the Rangers and the Sabres. Uh, some of these teams have played five games. The Sabres have played five games. Yeah. Capitals have played five games. Flyers have played five games. Devils play today, I believe, against against the Islanders. Hopefully that game has not already started.
1: Uh, I don't believe it is. Um, uh. Flyers play the Bruins tonight. That'll be another good one. I mean, it's always good when the Flyers play the Bruins. Uh, no, they do not play tonight. They play to tomorrow night against the Islanders at 7.
0: Yeah, tomorrow it's like yeah, yeah, and then the Devils have the Flyers back to back.
1: Yeah, buddy, it's gonna be a good <laughs> Which, fucking
0: game. It's gonna, you know what?
1: After looking at this little snapshot of the season, I'm very much looking forward to this game, these games.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be good stuff. So that sums up very East, good hockey. Sums up the East Division. Where do you want to head next? I, I'm assuming you want to head out to the West to talk about your Vegas Golden Knights, who look. Yeah, like an absolute monster, like a right fucking now.
1: machine, just like we thought they would. Uh, yeah. I mean, evidently, PDD knows what he's doing out there. Uh, Flurry has been looking good. Oh, goodness. Uh, sorry about that, folks. Uh, let's see. Uh, just uh, as a snap. Yeah, this team has come along very nicely, just like we knew they would. They've been consistently good pretty much since they, since they started. Uh, so it's no real surprise there. What is surprising is Minnesota fucking tearing it up. Uh, they have eight points. They are tied with the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, let me go to theirs and see what a uh, standouts on their team so far.
0: Well, the, the biggest one to me, and we, talk, we talked about this in the last episode, is uh, Kaprasov.
1: Yeah, Kaprasov's a big one. He looks
0: big... He looks like the fucking truth
1: yeah you got uh joel erickson uh is it joel erickson ek i don't i don't know it's got an extra ek yeah yeah oh, it
0: yes just... no it's ek it, it is ek yes
1: okay joel erickson ek uh he's got three goals on the season matt Dumba with two love matt Dumba to death good guy uh kaprazov with the one greenway with one hartman with one uh you know and assist you've got kaprazov he's got four uh You've got Jordan Greenway with uh, four, uh, Ryan Suter with three as well. And in points, it's uh, Eric Sinek with five, Kaprazov with five, and Greenway with five. So not a bad-looking team, honestly, and that's a good thing if you're a Minnesota fan because this has been a team that's, I don't know, kind of been up and down in the past few seasons, but it seems like they finally got their foot – they finally got pieces in the right place. They got their foot – got a good footing on this season –
0: They've been a weird team that's made weird trades over the past 3 years but have never been completely out of it. You know what I mean? Like they you could always think this team is still a playoff team.
1: Yeah, and that very um, much looks the case now. Like I know it's early season obviously, but again, they still have 8 points like in 5 games. That's good. That's as good as the Vegas Golden Knights. Their scores are their their stat sheet looks exactly similar to Vegas, with the exception being a point and goal differentials. Uh, so, again, not a bad-looking team at all.
0: Yes, I and I will say I have watched two of their games. One of them is the uh, Caprice Suns overtime game winner. Oh, yes. I, and I, <laughs> I, I will say uh, before they went into overtime, Zach Parisi chased a guy down on a breakaway and made a great poke check right in front of his goaltender. He's playing very defensive hockey. Um, It almost reminds me more of like how Patrice Bergeron plays, which I never, I mean, Zach was always like a good two way player when he was with the devils, but this year, because there's not so much on his shoulders, I guess for getting assists and goals, it seems like he is, uh, I don't know. I think he's been playing well. It just hasn't shown up on the stat sheet.
1: That's fair. And again, they've only played five games, so I mean this is obviously a thing that's gonna develop over the season. But right now they're sitting ahead of Colorado, Saint Louis, Arizona, the Kings, Anaheim, and San Jose, who was sitting in dead last.
0: So uh so let's let's talk a little bit about the abs here. Yeah. I, I don't think there's anything to worry about if you're an Avalanche fan.
1: No, for sure not. I mean i like we can sit here and, and speculate on all this th- throughout the season, but the thing is, like we're only uh, we're only very very small amount of the way into the season, uh, so all this is apt to change. But I mean, Colorado is three and two, so I mean, no overtime losses or no overtime games yet. They're sitting at a uh, six hundred point six hundred with the points, a goal differential plus five, so it's not not a, a goal producing thing. I guess. Uh, I don't I, know what that would be. I then. did
0: watch, I did watch uh, them play against the Kings and their win against the Kings. Yeah, a- against and the Kings. <laughs> Nathan McKinnon has the rocket skates on already. The, his speed in general with the puck is absolutely ridiculous. I know Connor McDavid gets a lot of love for his speed, but... Uh, Nathan McKinnon his ability to get up ice is an incredible thing to watch and he was skating the poor kings into the ground even with a great defenseman like Drew Dowdy back there uh, it's still it was it was ridiculous to see a man with with as much speed as he has where with you know and they're going to throw Anze Kopitar against him like these aren't scrub players like the kings are not necessarily what they used to be but they still no,
1: they're not the flyers of the west anymore Uh, it's you know, back in the back in like 2011, 2010, that era, like I mean, it was a crapshoot then. But sometimes you got a really good Kings team, and sometimes you got a Kings team that's just lacking. Uh, against uh, Colorado, though, they they look like the lacking Kings team.
0: Yeah, and and this is nothing. This is not even me taking a shot at LA Kings or the LA Kings fan. I just watched Nathan McKinnon play against what he was able to do against that team. How effortlessly he skates. It's sick nasty and he should have been the MVP last year
1: yeah that's a fair point I agree uh but yeah looking at it again like I said uh St. Louis is behind Colorado sitting at a two and one with one overtime loss uh Arizona is two and two with one overtime loss LA is one one and two two overtime losses uh Anaheim won a game lost two two in overtime uh, and the sharks are two, three, and zero. So that is your West. Uh, and we can touch on the we can touch on the sharks because they've got a little bit of drama going on with uh with one of their players. If you want to, that is.
0: Sure, sure. Go ahead and go into it. I mean, yeah. I, I, what I will say before you move into that is the bottom of this division is exactly what we predicted the bottom of this division yeah. to be.
1: Exactly. It's not anything that's going to change. I think maybe these three teams will shuffle around. Uh, I haven't seen anything from any of them to merit anything else. Uh, Arizona, I'm always hesitant to say, just because I you, you don't know with them. Uh, sometimes you get a really good Arizona team, and other times you don't. It just depends on the day, I guess. Plus, I Phil Kessel's I, out there, and I, you know he'll activate soon, and it'll Phil all Kessel. be good.
0: Phil, I saw Phil Kessel score a goal with three seconds left to take it into overtime. They go to shootout, and he's not on the fucking shootout. And I'm like, what coaching decision was made where you don't put Phil the Thrill out on the shootout? No,
1: but, he just thought the game was over. He was at the concession stand.
0: Oh yeah, he he he, <laughs> he thought it was a tie after Yeah, exactly. Overtime just, was...
1: oh, We're not doing overtime this year. All right, guys, I'm heading to the locker room, and no one just. I guess no one heard him, and he just kind of disappeared and ended up at the concession stand.
0: Yeah, if you're an Arizona fan, I think Darcy Kemper's looked pretty good this year. For sure, especially considering the difficulties that team has, I think that he's played pretty good in net. It was cool seeing Phil tuck one with three seconds left. Always exciting. Cool.
1: It's our boy. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. I, other than that, I've only watched that uh, the tell the the third period of that one game, so I don't have a lot of info on on the the Arizona Coyotes right now. Yeah, but, I am. Uh...
1: Not either, but I mean that's that's the West. I mean, we you look at look at this West, with the exception of Minnesota being where they are, it's exactly what you figured the West would look like, uh, uh, which is not what can be said about the North because you know we haven't really had a North that looked like this, where it was all Canadian teams. I mean, we kind of figured Ottawa would not be the best of the best of the bunch, uh, but certainly not seeing Vancouver, Edmonton. And Edmonton, where they are, and Montreal, like we've we've touched on that on this episode so far. Montreal's been looking great. Toronto's been looking good for now, until they inevitably fuck it up, like they always do. Um, pretty much after that, it's I mean, this <laughs> this just looks like what every late season playoff push looks like. A bunch of these Canadian teams that are just gonna grind it out. And if for nothing else in this playoffs, we know we'll at least get one Canadian team that'll win something. So fans can look forward to that. Uh,
0: yeah, fans can be excited about seeing four Canadian teams in the playoffs. Yes,
1: exactly. <laughs> and one of them is bound to do something. So <laughs> uh, the North is going to be a toss up for me because all of these teams, I mean, with the exception of Ottawa, because I mean, even if you're a Senators fan, you get it. Uh, not a great team. But the other six, I feel like this could be a toss up. It's just early in the season. These teams are going to slug it out like they do. It's good hockey. We've we've watched. Uh, I've watched a couple of the games, and it's just intense, good hockey.
0: So yeah, nothing. I think the the, to, the biggest surprise to me is Vancouver, kind of where they're at, because yeah. I had to pick to win that division, and I still think they're going to get there. Honestly, yeah, it's
1: just early in the season. They're, Losing they're, four that was not easy. It's not not a good thing, and their scoring hasn't. Hasn't looked great
0: either. Yeah, the power play hasn't clicked yet, but once Quinn Hughes and and uh, Bo Hovart gets going uh, and and Peterson gets going, that'll be a a whole different story like we saw in the playoffs. I think that's a really, really underrated team. Um, Everyone had Toronto winning the division. I don't necessarily agree with that. I'm not a huge fan of their goaltending, and they just lost – Uh, Aaron Dell, which we talked about earlier, because they had to send him down on waivers because they have so many injuries. Yeah. Um. The other big surprise would just be Nick Suzuki kind of stepping into his own and looking like
1: just fucking lighten it up. That kid's incredible.
0: Yeah, and and we kind of saw that in the playoffs, but seeing the continuation of that
2: is yeah, it's
1: just like nothing even happened. Like it was just the next day, and he just keeps playing like crazy. Uh, one thing of note to say with Ottawa, uh, Bobby Ryan is lighting it up out there. Uh, which is a good thing for that guy because he's been through a lot of shit, and you know I love to see stories like that. So congratulations to Bobby Ryan. Uh,
0: isn't, Bobby, held... uh, isn't Bobby playing with uh, the Red Wings this year though?
1: Is he? I thought he was still on the Senators. May- no, maybe. Yeah, you're probably right. Either way, he was a Senator, a longtime Senator before that. But uh, yeah, yeah, shit, you're right. I-, I made another goof up. I'm only human. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, now, I will say, once we get into the Red Wings, I did watch a game with Bobby Ryan where he scores a goal for them, a very important goal, kind of gets off, lifted off his ass, and uh, looked like he was injured and came back and played. And it's, like, it's good to see this guy having a resurgence because there was a lot of questions about his integrity in Ottawa. Then he kind of got moved around a bit, and it seems like he's stepping into a veteran leadership role in Detroit, which is a young team. It was also nice to see the Red Wings... Uh, Throw some fisticuffs <laughs> at the it's end. It's good of the- to
1: see anything out of the Red Wings, any spark of life. I just, I need something
0: with so that what team. So what was the San Jose thing? Because maybe I missed this. So uh. Uh,
1: Evander Kane. Oh yeah, sorry, we got sidetracked. Uh, it happens a little bit. Uh, so San Jose, Evander Kane. Uh, if you're not familiar, uh, is in quite a bit of hot water with lenders because. If I'm not mistaken he is. Hang on, I have it pulled up here.
0: It was 28 million dollars in debt?
1: Yes. Something was, and insane, like yeah, 27 million
0: dollars in debt. Uh
1: which for a guy who posted a lot of pictures and videos of himself just being an arrogant asshole with his money, uh not a good look. Uh a lot of a uh, lot of people looking at the San Jose Sharks with a uh, you know what they're going to do with him, what uh yeah, you know, because this is a guy who literally, and this guy's out here trying to start fights and be fucking stupid. Like he can afford to take the penalty. Uh, you know, it, it's not a good look for your team when you when you have a player that can't handle manage their money. And this isn't like a Jack Johnson situation where you know you come to find out that the parents did it or something. This was just a guy being dumb with his money. Uh, it's not a good look for the NHL, and it's not a good look for the San Jose Sharks. Uh, so there, there are things that need to be done about this. I think the league will probably end up addressing it or taking action in some way. I don't, uh, I don't necessarily know what that is. Uh, but San Jose is not looking good this year anyway. Uh, it's, you know, been a rough, been a rough start for them. They've uh, won a couple games, but they, they've never forced an overtime. It seems like they're either going to win it or they're going to lose it. They not they don't want to, they don't want to spend any more time on the ice than they need to. Uh, I think having this Kane thing, though, hanging over them is definitely pr- probably uh, affecting his performance. Uh, I don't know per se if it's affecting the team's performance, though, and uh, I'm sure we'll get more information on it as it, uh, as more comes out, because this is something that obviously isn't going to go away. Twenty eight million $27 million is a lot of money to be in debt to somebody.
0: Yeah, it's it's unfortunate to hear this and, and you hope that the NHL and other sports leagues in general are starting to put in place some kind of mentorship with yeah with at least have in. Some
1: basic financial planning classes so that people aren't going broke within two years of leaving the sport because yeah, know it, we've I've seen that documentary on ESPN the broke one where they talk about all the former athletes that have you know blown through their money and lost it I think At the very least, the league could do something to help people plan for that and maybe teach them not to be dumb with their money, you know?
0: Yeah, and sometimes when it comes to investing, you never know what's going to happen, right? So, like, it's a toss-up. So, for all we know, he could have invested into a hotel that went sideways or, you know. Yeah, but
1: then the the pictures of him just, like, being an asshole, I mean...
0: That's the thing, is that it's just one thing added on top of the Evander yeah. Kane story that we already know. His time here in Atlanta, his time in Winnipeg. Uh, didn't he go out to Buffalo and was also an asshole?
1: Yeah, he's uh, kind of characterized by that.
0: And then on Twitter, he's trying to fight like one of the Paul brothers.
1: Yeah, he's trying to fight Jake Paul, which at this point he probably needs to because he needs the money. So, good job. <laughs> now you force that yeah it
0: doesn't it doesn't look good now that jake paul can chirp you for being 28 million dollars in debt um or 27 million whatever the number was uh what was the who was the goaltender that he dick tapped the other day
1: ah shit hang on i remember you you sent me the video too didn't you
0: yeah he he just slashed this goalie in the nutsack in front of the net like No one else is there. There's no one taking a shot on the net. He's not trying to get a player advantage. He just decided he was going (laughs) to hit this goaltender in the dick. I mean, that's the best way to put it. I don't know how else to put it. I can't remember exactly. I mean, it was one of these, definitely one of the teams in the West, obviously, but I I don't, I just saw the the clip from it. I didn't actually see the game or what what would have gotten him so pissed off at the goalie that he felt like he needed to dick tap him. Um,
1: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to. Oh I, don't know. I can't find. <laughs> I can't find the link. <laughs> yeah,
0: it, it it was very. It was a very goon move, and this was maybe two or three days after this came out. And obviously, the guy's playing frustrated. Uh, you know, it, I was so excited when he fucking Kane
1: Bennington. Got, was it Bennington that he it, did that? But,
0: yeah, it was Bennington from yeah. St. Louis. Yeah, it was the St. Louis game. Yeah. Um. So. <laughs> It's just so disappointing because when this guy got drafted by the Thrashers, I was so damn excited about Evander I was Kane. too. And, you know, and I was a fan of his when he was a Thrashers because he's like, you know, he may be an asshole, but he's our asshole. Yeah, he was out there <laughs> with
1: fucking Bufflin <laughs> knocking heads, man.
0: So, you know, as, as an OG Thrashers fan here in Atlanta, it does suck to see that yeah. he has fallen from as hard as he kind of has. Because yeah. he's still fairly young. I mean, he's not like a young buck no he's, he's
1: m- middle he's like my age i believe like 28
0: yeah so it's just I well I don't, I don't i don't know his exact age i do know that he is not you know on the north side towards 40 no uh, by any means and it's been crazy to watch his career and and
1: yeah he's go, 29 years old
0: yeah it's been crazy to see him go so many places and this be the outcome
1: yeah that's uh, uh doesn't it? It ends not reflecting. Uh, it doesn't reflect good on you when when something like this happens.
0: It also makes you like feel really bad. Like uh, with with certain players that definitely are not the same stature of Vander Kane, but they stay with the same team the entire time. They're never gonna get talked about. You know what I mean? It's one of those no. weird things where it's like this guy is always gonna be brought up, but they're I mean, like uh, Jeff Carter, right?
1: Like I have, a, I have a soft spot in my heart for Jeff Carter. You know this.
0: <laughs> yes, I do know this. But what I'm saying is Jeff Carter is a prime example. Jeff yes. Carter comes up in conversation, but not as much as Evander Kane comes up in conversation. And which one of those people would you rather have on your team?
1: I would you know take what I mean? Jeff <laughs> Carter any day. Uh, and fun fact, I already had Jeff Carter on my team, and it was fucking great. So thank you for the memories, Jeff. It was wonderful. <laughs> oh, man. All right, bud, are you ready to uh, get into our hall of fucking awesome?
0: Well, no, no, we have uh, one more division left, right? No, did we no? get we didn't uh, talk about the Central?
1: Oh, yeah, you're right. Shit, we didn't. Uh, we were talking about the Red Wings, I think. But uh, that was it.
0: Yeah, I mean that's the last division. We can wrap this one up pretty quick. The Central, to me, is the weakest division. Sorry, yeah. if your team. Falls in the Central Division. Um, yeah, it's
1: just not like aside from Tampa Bay, it's not any like A list teams that make the playoffs every season. Like maybe Columbus and maybe Dallas when they get there, when they get uh, get a rhythm going because they're already they're already very much ahead in the in the, the shot differential.
0: Um, I, I, not to uh, not to call out potential conspiracies, but the fact the Lightning are in this division is ridiculous to me in the central division.
1: Yeah,
0: it shouldn't even be called the central division. It is more like
1: a diagonal, they're like a diagonal division.
0: It's the southern division because you have the Lightning in Florida, you have yeah, the Panthers in Florida, you have the Carolina Dallas Stars. <laughs> yeah, and then just out of nowhere you have like Columbus, Columbus and, and Detroit the Queens, and then Chicago and they're like in the middle. I mean, it sucks.
1: Yeah. Those are the central teams. It's just everywhere else is kind of just in the periphery of being central.
0: Yeah, it's it's a weird one. Uh, Tampa Bay has looked great. Didn't expect. Yeah, well, yeah.
1: If anything, we expected Tampa Bay to run away with this one. Uh,
0: the the Nashville has been a little surprising, honestly. Yeah,
1: again, still early in the season. Two wins, two losses, no overtime. Uh, Four points, not terrible. I went considering Tampa Bay leads with just six points. Uh.
0: And uh, the Stars looked good in their first game, but oh, yeah. the crazy thing is they've only played one game, so it's kind of yeah. hard to quantify
2: where yeah, they're, they're
0: at. Um, we talked about the Red Wings a little bit early. I think they have been a surprise.
1: Not too late either. Yeah, I mean, there's still still some still some juice in the tank. If they can get a thing going, maybe they can run with it a little bit, especially in this division.
0: Well, they definitely came out this year not being okay with winning 12 games. So that's good. Um, The Blue Jackets, we we talked about them earlier as well. I I think they're probably better off now that this trade is done. So we will see. Tortorella is a good coach. They have some good goaltending there. I think they can right the ship. I don't don't think it's end of days for them. And if I had to pick this division, I I mean, it's probably going to be Lightning stars, maybe Florida Panthers and the Dallas Stars. As far as the playoff teams go, this one's just so hard for me because a lot of these teams have not looked great so yeah, far. Yeah, it's
1: hard. It's hard to say, honestly.
0: And and also, you know, they all have to play Tampa like eight times. Yeah. So it's this division is going to be the weirdest one because this might be the division where you see a team that's like right. Under the 500 park that makes the playoffs.
1: That's true. We could very well see Chicago in the playoffs again.
0: Because if I mean, if you really think about it, Tampa could beat all of these teams eight times.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. It's very true. Yeah,
0: they can. Uh, I, I mean, And that's not me just being a Tampa fanboy. It's just look at where Tampa is right now versus some of these other teams. Let's let's not say eight times. Let's say they, they beat them six out of eight times on every one of these teams records there's only 56 games this season and if they split the rest of the games with their other opponents you could very easily see a team sub 500 in this division make the playoffs because they're just the top fourth team
1: yeah absolutely Uh, it's it's going to be interesting to watch i hope detroit sticks with it though i mean uh i think anything's better than what they what they produced last season
0: yeah and uh you know they know they're in the middle of a rebuild. I'm glad that they've kept Dylan Larkin around and have not tried to ship him out, and he I'm glad okay. they kept Stevie
1: Y as uh, general manager
0: too. It's 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 going to be interesting to see what happens with that team for sure. Uh, it's crazy seeing Bernier still in debt for a professional hockey team. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. I don't know. I guess, I guess we're going to we're definitely going to see what happens with the Red Wings. I you know, like I said, my roommate was a huge Red Wings fan. I watched all the games. I kind of saw the end of their playoff streak happening in front of me much like you saw it with the or much like I saw it with the Devils where it's like, well, Zetterberg's got to go get back surgery and Pavel Datsuk's thinking about retiring and Nick Lidstrom's not the same Nick Lidstrom he was and Johan Franzen is uh Got concussion issues and Mike kind Babcock's an by... asshole. Yeah, yeah. fucking
1: <laughs> dickhead Mike Babcock, yelling at him like that. What the fuck's the matter
0: with you? I mean, you could you could kind of tell that it was the end of an era for the Red Wings. So it's gonna be fun to see them rebuild. It's it's cool to see that they brought in you know former players of that team to help work with it um, from the glory days. That's that's yeah. an exciting. That's gonna be exciting to see what happens with that team. I don't think it's gonna be this year. It's probably not even going to be next year, but uh, as we saw with Tampa, that man can, can GM his ass off. Yes, he can. <laughs> so we could we could see we can we could see this team you know in the future being a really good team if everything falls in correctly. Right now, they're just just kind of. There, but so is the rest of the central. Like, I don't see any of these teams going deep into the playoffs, maybe outside of Tampa. Yeah, I was
1: going to say Tampa being the exception.
0: And Chicago has looked like hot garbage. (laughs) It's a definite end of the error for Chicago.
1: Yeah. Oh, we knew that like three seasons ago. We've just been holding on to false hope.
0: Yeah, I, I would not be incredibly surprised if they don't try to trade. Patrick Kane for a first-round draft pick at some Oh, cool. so.
1: then where do you think he ends up?
0: I have no idea. Kings, like,
1: maybe. I would say the Kings.
0: I, I don't know. That, I mean, I, I would hope that he would want to go to the playoff team.
1: Nah, he'll go to the Kings.
0: Where Wherever he ends up, they have to have $10 million worth of cap space. So without looking at cap center or cap friendly... I don't have a good answer. I mean, you know, the, the honest thing would be, like, the Leafs would try to get him, but I don't know what they would have to do salary cap dump-wise.
1: And would Patrick, like, ugh, Patrick Kane on the Maple Leafs, gross.
0: Yeah, it's it's a little disgusting. No. <laughs> Only <laughs> um, I think about it. I, I'm trying to think of teams that are on the bubble. Like, if Washington is taking one more shot at this thing, if they could move some cap around... Maybe to Washington. Maybe it would be crazy, but like maybe to the Bruins, they could use a another scorer outside of Pasta and, and yeah, that could, be a
1: good, that could be a good trade, honestly. But who would they send in return? You know,
0: draft picks. Ugh. Yeah, but it, uh, it. I mean, if you're trying to win now, that's the thing. Is like it, with the way the league is structured and the cap, the the salary cap it's almost like you have like a three or four year window to really send it especially with some of these older players.
1: Yeah. But
0: like Rask is not going to be there in two years. No, especially, I mean, he can keep playing at the level he's playing at, but he's going to wear down. I mean, we saw it with, we've seen it with goaltenders before. Eventually it's just gonna,
1: it always does. Yeah.
0: Um, and, and Halak will probably, his contract will probably come up and they may move him and, and, I don't know. And they already lost Chara. It's They lost Krug. So, you know, that that could be a team I could see that would go after a big name prospect, depending on what they look like midseason.
1: Yeah, that's true. Very true. So.
0: All right, let's get into the Hall of Fucking Awesome. You had a recommendation. Yes, I, I did. I 100% agreed with this one because I think out of all of the enforcers of all time, this would be the one that I would not want to fight.
1: Well, do you, I mean, I know <laughs> we, we could go through this one in two ways. I mean, I could go through it or do you want to, you want to start it off and we'll.
0: No, you, you roll with it. The, oh, the, the by all recommendation? means. Yes. Go for it.
1: All right. So this week, our, uh, our inductee into the hall of awesome is none other than Mr. Derek Bugard. Uh, If you don't know, and this is not like in talking about him, uh, he was not a very old person. He is unfortunately dead, uh, but we'll get to that. Uh, Derek Bugard was an absolute menace on the ice. Uh, Just a fighter through and through uh, would just beat the brakes off of anybody who crossed paths with him uh, without hesitation either. He would just drop the gloves. Uh, played for the Minnesota Wild and the New York Rangers. Uh, he's left winger. Uh, he was known as the they called him the Boogeyman is the one I know of, and they also called him the Mountie. Evidently, uh, you know, it's it's just it's hard to talk about. Like this guy did so much on the ice in terms of like fighting and just being aggressive. Uh, you know, he 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 passed away at the age of uh, twenty eight from an alcohol overdose accidental drug and alcohol overdose while recovering from a concussion uh and when they did an autopsy on him this was a big part of the cte thing uh because it was found he had a uh, really bad cte um and it's just uh, like at this time in the nhl like this stuff was just just starting to get to be like a big name issue. Uh, I know his parents tried to sue the NHL and it didn't, it ended up not working out uh, either way. This guy, Derek Bougard was just a hell of a person to watch on the ice. Cause he could just, he could just get out there and like knock somebody into another dimension.
0: And, and I think the biggest thing for me with Derek Bougard and, and his importance is, the Minnesota wild became were an expansion team that had kind of no stars and he became kind of their star, someone to get behind someone to root for. Um, e- even though he was not the best on the ice, as far as like hockey skill wise goes. No. I mean, but he if, finished
1: his entire NHL totals were three goals and 13 assists, uh, 16 points, but he had 589 penalty minutes.
0: And I I would say that he's probably maybe him and and John Scott are probably the last of those type of players we'll get. I guess Ryan Reeves to some yeah, extent. Yeah, Ryan
1: Reeves is a very similar type fighter, but nowhere with near the intensity that Bougard did. Man, when Bougard fought, yeah, it was it was a it was an ass whooping Like I watched a bunch of his fights, like fight clips, and dude was just as old school of a fighter as you could possibly get. Uh, He probably would have fit better in like the 80s and late 80s and early 90s style of hockey, uh, if he had to choose an ideal time in which to play hockey. But uh, to see him on the ice, and again, I did watch him play. Again, he passed away in 2011, so this is 10 years ago now. So, uh, fitting that we put him in the hall of uh, the hall of fucking awesome now, uh, 10 years afterwards. Uh, It's just crazy to see a person young like. Like us, like, I mean, I'm 27 years old, so, I mean, I'm still relatively young, but not super young. But he's, they, I mean, this is a person that didn't make it past 28, and it happened recently. It shows that it was still a problem in the NHL, and it continues to be a problem. But at least now they are working to mitigate uh, head injuries like the like what Derek Bugard suffered time and time again.
0: Yeah, and, and, and to be fair to Derek, uh, Derek Bugard and, and the NHL together, there's necessar- there's not necessarily any proof that this came from fighting.
1: No, and it, it's always hard to say with hockey because you never know outside of the thing. It was the same thing with, I think, Probert was one uh, that they they found CTE after the autopsy. Uh, definitely Kordick, John Kordick, who I've talked about a, a couple of times is another story like Bugard. Uh, that ended too young, but they found CTE and the stuff that they found in Bugard head, they like this was stuff they weren't even finding on guys in middle age with CTE. Like it was yeah. it was a mess.
0: Yeah. And, it, and this goes to the argument of if you should take fighting out of hockey, which we're pretty much going to see this year. You're not going to see a lot of fights this year. We've seen a couple set off, but yeah,
1: but you're not going to see anywhere what use what you used to see. And, yeah, and maybe it's for the better. It does take a little bit of the spirit out of the game. I think everybody loves a good TIFF, no matter what. Uh, but I don't think it's going to hurt the overall integrity of the game, especially looking to mitigate things like what happened with Derek Bugard and John Cordick and Bob Probert and all these other guys who just beat the shit out of people on the ice. And then later on in life, things just happened and it ends badly.
0: I would highly recommend, if you guys, if if anyone out there listening has not already seen it, watching Last of the Gladiators, which star Christopher Nyland, who we talked about earlier. Christopher
1: but... Nyland, thank you for the memos. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Never going to say that. <laughs> Never going to not say that. That was so fucking cool. Uh,
0: and uh, they specifically show the Bugard fight against Federat, where he throws one shot and breaks this guy's jaw in six places. Like... Yeah.
1: You're not going to see punches like that in today's game.
0: It's, uh, I mean, you'll see, you're, you're definitely going to still see people throw hands, but, you know, the refs have done a lot better job of getting in there, whether you like it or not. Because, I mean, depending on where your team is at in this game, you may want to see, say, Miles Wood fuck somebody up if you're a Devils fan. Yeah. <laughs> depending on what's happening. Um, you know, but it it is very crazy. I will say Bugard is, as far as, watching him fight people he is one of the scariest i've ever seen
1: They don't call him the man for nothing
0: well because of the sheer power and force that this man was able to fight and he also didn't lose his skates from underneath him when he was in these fights he had this like squat stance where he could stay centered um that's like if you look at like someone like a tony twist where you have to get like half naked part of his problem was like Staying on his skates once the fight started. Same thing with Mike Peluso, who also is another candidate for if you want to talk about CTEs. But his – and he's came out and said this was not – it was fight-related but not fight-related. It's him like – uh, specifically him and Probert had a fight. Probert wasn't able to catch his sweater when he hit him, and he went ass over tea kettle, and he cracked the back of his head on the ice. Yeah. Not not necessarily from the fight, but because yeah, of the fight.
1: Yeah, because of the – it's still – whether or not it's injuries inflicted by the fight, the fight is still the causal factor of these injuries to begin in the first place.
0: Yeah, depending on uh, how you look at it. But I, I don't know. I haven't looked at FightDB recently, but I can't think of a lot of people that ever took Bugard to the woodshed. I can think of uh, – god, is it uh, – who's the guy that used to play for Boston? I remember a really good – Sean Thornton? Yeah, maybe. He had, he had a really good tilt with Bugard, but there's very few – that I can think of it with probert because there were so many of these guys and he was kind of the King of Kings. When it comes to this, you saw a lot of good tilts, but it was almost like when they call him the boogeyman, people were legitimately scared of bugard and what he was able to do. And and when he he went to, he could
1: fucking end your season with one punch.
0: As, as we saw (laughs) with the Federer fight. Yeah. But, uh, I think, you know, good induction to the hall of fucking awesome, a little sad,
1: yeah it's it's, it always hurts when we have to nope. induct these guys posthumously and especially one that died so young. Uh which again, if I if I had to relate to another player, it'd be a lot like a John Cordick, <laughs> which know I, again I brought it up for those of you who don't know, Cordick was on the was on the team the same time as Nylon was. He threw hands all the time. He was right there with Nylon throwing hands with everybody. Uh and Kordick didn't make it to, I think he died at age twenty seven from a drug overdose and you know, uh, I believe when they did the thing, they found a lot of CTE, and you know, it's it just it's a shame that it happens to guys like this, and it, it's a shame that it happened to somebody so far along. Because you think 2011, yeah, it's 10 years ago now, but uh, it's still not that long ago.
0: Yeah, and it's also crazy to think about what fights were 10 years ago versus what they are yeah. now. Yeah, exactly. In, in the Aaron
1: Asham was before. still fucking on the ice, fucking people up in 2011. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and and, hockey is the weird sport where it does police itself a lot because there is – you have the ability to whip the shit out of someone with a stick when no one's looking. Uh, So it's always going to – I think fighting will always be a part of the game unless they just completely ban it or start making people wear full-face helmets. Uh, I mean, they've done many things in, in past year. Like now you can't remove your helmet before a fight, which used to be kind of a tradition. Yeah. If you were a true tough guy, you didn't want to like you didn't want to hurt your hand on the guy's uh, helmet and they didn't want to hurt their hands on your helmet. So, you you know, helmets would come off. Um, we've seen like you can't the, the fight strap rule where your fight strap has to be attached or yep. you can get technically get suspended. So, I mean, they've done a lot to not get rid of fighting but to make it not as dangerous as crazy as that sounds. But uh, yeah. with, with Derek Bugard and, and for you new listeners, if there's any new listeners out there, the hall of fucking awesome is not like, these are the greatest hockey players of all time. We do have these those guys in favorites. there. Yeah. We have, you know, we have like Mario Lemieux, we have Gretzky, we, you know, we have the rocket Richard. We have people that we talked about that are just incredible fucking pure goal scorers or great players in their position. But we also have people that maybe get overlooked and, and might not ever make the NHL Hall of Fame, but definitely hold a special place in our hearts as far as watching them growing up in, in our childhood. Uh, so this is kind of the place to release that. So if you guys have any suggestions for Hall of Fucking Awesome, make sure you yeah, send them in. Please,
1: please, please get with us. Let us know, you know if there's a certain thing you want us to touch on. We really want to hear from you guys because, I mean – you're the you're the people that listen to this like i can sit here and be like oh let's talk about the uh california golden seals i'm sure that's that's a team that's got something we can do that but i mean fan engagement i mean if you guys listen to this if you've made it this far in evidently you like the kind of what we're what we're talking about and how we go about it but we like to hear from you guys so i mean by all means drop us a line uh, I mean, we'll yeah. give a, we'll, we'll give our stuff here in just a second when we outro, but definitely a hundred percent. Derek Bugard deserves to be in the hall of fucking awesome. Uh, so it was a no brainer for me to to put him on the list for this week.
0: <laughs> Agreed, completely. And uh, <laughs> you know, next week, next week, maybe we'll do a pure pure goal scorer. Yeah, we, we, I'm sure you know, we, we can find one. In in the past, we have done uh, Team Solani. He's in there, as an absolute monster, and we, yeah. like I said, we have Gretz, we have the Rocket Richard, we've talked about Gordy Howe. So if you want to, if you guys want to go back and check out those episodes, they're out there as well. Just Castle's to give in up. there
1: if if he, if he really strikes your fancy like he does for us.
0: <laughs> He's in there just specifically for having a weird, lonely theater. Uh
1: <laughs> oh, well no, he's also in there for the hot dog in the uh the Stanley Cup. Yes.
0: Um I we may we might just induct all of Pantera at one point into the Hall of Fucking. Yeah, awesome for their
1: contributions to the Dallas Stars Stanley Cup season.
0: <laughs> but I uh, no.
1: denting the Stanley Cup. <laughs>
0: yeah. All joking aside, I think this wraps it us up for us unless you got something else you want to talk about, Dakota.
1: Nah man, I I think we really uh we really hit on everything. But yeah, that's uh it's the funny thing about hockey, like people look at it as just a sport, but there are so many good fucking stories just floating out there that just are the best. So
0: I, I think fun. I the one thing I can say about hockey in comparison to a lot of other sports, it still does have a team camaraderie in which is lost on on in some ways I love the NBA but has been lost. Yeah.
1: That's a fair stuff, point.
0: Yeah. With with modern NBA, for instance, it's where not
1: it's not so much it's because hockey's not an individual sport. Whereas basketball, you can have one player that's out there just shining and you know, scoring points for the team. But like hockey is truly a team effort. Like it takes an entire team to win a hockey game.
0: Yeah, I mean, even if you think about how good someone like Gretzky or Crosby is.
1: Yeah, they didn't do it alone.
0: Right there next to Crosby be, was Malkin right there you're, next to Gretzky was Messier. Yeah, they're only going to be on the ice for a, a minute and 20. Yeah, <laughs> for each shift, you know what I mean? So it's a uh, I mean, unless you're talking about Victor Hedman who just plays 60 minutes a night. Yeah,
1: Victor Hedman's <laughs> just a fucking cyborg though.
0: <laughs> so he doesn't really count, but uh and I'm not taking anything away. I love basketball. I grew up, you know, obviously watching in the time period of the Chicago Bulls yes, and see, I'm the Patrick fan, Ewing I'm, just, I'm yeah.
1: just used to Nothing but sadness
0: The the Tim Duncan Spurs, you know, I, I get it, but it, the game has definitely changed. I would say the same thing about football. Like I don't, you know, in Atlanta here specifically, they talk about the brotherhood of these players. And, uh, I mean, there's no brotherhood like hockey. If you you watch these, if you watch sports or in my opinion, but I, and that doesn't mean that I'm not going to watch the rest of these sports. And now I'm going on a weird tangent. So we're just going to wrap it up there. (laughs) The, uh, the brotherhood of hockey and being able to stand up for your fellow teammate and fight and throw hands. Hockey
1: is without a doubt, probably one of the most unique sports out there so if you know uh, i mean if you're like what are you doing if you're listening to this podcast if you don't watch hockey but if you don't watch hockey and you discovered us by mistake maybe give it a chance <laughs> well it's a lot of good stuff it's a lot of fun uh with no fans there especially you hear things that the players say and they always come up with hilarious shit uh you know it's truly truly a good sport uh it, it,
0: there's nothing in the entire world like it. No. And like I said, I love all sports. I really am a big fan. Of, I mean, I love my Atlanta Braves. I love my, my Hawks. You know, I watched the New York Jets. I, I don't necessarily want to say I love them because they killed yeah. Carl. Jets Jets killed Carl. So that's a hard one to stomach. But I, I do love Curtis Martin still to this yeah. day.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, no, all, all joking aside, I'm not trying to take a dump on other sports, but there is something very different about hockey, and that's why someone like Derek Bugard would end up in our Hall of Fucking Awesome because because simply of because he that.
1: strapped on a pair of ice skates and went out and just beat the shit out of anybody that crossed paths with him. Like I said, <laughs> I mean, honestly, it takes so much skill to fight someone on a pair of ice skates. You have no idea, and for someone to never fall over once, like that's insane
0: yes and well and also to do it for the right reasons yeah like tanner glass slew footing one of your star players <laughs> you know what yeah. i mean <laughs> like uh so i mean that's like i said if you're new to this podcast maybe you're just getting into hockey check out last of the gladiators for sure go back and check out our red army versus united states episodes Go back and check Street. out a
1: bunch of our like hockey for ver- any <laughs> of the hockey versus communism ones are just they're great because there's so much that went on behind the scenes and so much funny shit.
0: And also it, it it points to why hockey is the game it is. And when we talk about the brotherhood of, of hockey players. It
1: Just listen to Phil Esposito's speech from the 1972 Summit Series. All you need to know about the the sport of hockey right there in that man's speech.
0: While Why he was so disappointed in Canadians. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's great. Check those out if you haven't. Uh, my name is Chris Patton. Uh, right now, this is the only podcast I got going. So if you want to talk to me on Twitter, the hottest the hottest free agent in podcasting, uh, <laughs> if you want to talk to me on Twitter, you can hit me at, at Chris R. Patton on Twitter, on Instagram at Chris R. Patton. On Facebook, Christopher.R.Patton. Uh, there is another Chris R. Patton. Also, if you Google search my name, you will find a voice actor named Christopher Patton. Uh, and so that's not, not you, right? That. As not me. I am not okay. the anime voice actor. I have hey, never called Dragon Ball.
2: I wish <laughs> I did work
0: on Dragon Ball. That'd be awesome. But yeah, not me. Uh it will send it over to you, Dakota. Give everyone your shout outs and uh yes, plug anything I, you want to plug.
1: I, of course, am Dakota Lashoc. I uh I am on Twitter every now and again. You can find me at Lashoc Dakota. Uh don't know what happens if you Google search my name. I've only done it a couple times and those times it just brought up weird pictures of me from high school for some reason. So thanks Google. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, pretty much it. I'm not really on anything. I do. I, I, drop in every now and again on other geek vibes, podcasts, uh, I pop my head up every now and again, if it's something that strikes my fancy, uh, definitely when star Wars gets back up and running, you'll probably be on there. I'm a huge star Wars nerd. Uh like horror movies and stuff too. So if there's ever something like that, you can find me about that. You can pretty much talk to me about anything on Twitter if you want. Uh, yeah, that's about it for me. But I've, uh, yeah, that's that was all I needed.
0: <laughs> all right, and and always check out geekvibesnation.com for all of your geek-related news, comics, movies, reviews, true crime to some extent depending on if me and Tia do a podcast uh, all sorts of stuff all over the board man ebook yeah, Geek reviews cards is
1: great for that man they've got something for everybody
0: yes in tons and tons of episodes if you're into wrestling i was I, I i do have a wrestling podcast with 300 plus episodes backlog you can listen to at wrestling geeks alliance i'm just want to wrap up the show i hope everyone has a great weekend enjoy hockey let's go devils and uh i guess henrique it's over question mark
1: no, I'm not going to end it on you saying let's go, Devils. It's Flyers. Go, Flyers.
0: <laughs> in, in general, you guys enjoy your weekend. Peace out, and let the Geek Vibes be with you.
2: Hey, Dakota. How you doing, pal? Knuckles Nylon here, just reaching out. I want to uh, congratulate you on being a new dad, having a beautiful baby girl named Avada. Welcome to the world, Avada. And uh, hopefully uh, we get rid of this pandemic pretty soon so uh, Vada can start to begin a normal life. Now, uh, as far as you, Dakota, um, listen, I love people that are fans of hockey. But the Broad Street Bullies, Flyers fan, are you kidding me? The Flyers, the Broad Street Babies? Oh, come on. I used to slap them around silly all the time. And they are a bunch of bullies. So you could have picked a better team there. You know, they think they are the tough. They still think they're tough. They got a bunch of guys that tiptoe through the tulips, if you ask me. Um, anyway, listen, uh, it's not too late to change. Could, could always become a Habs fan. It'd be a great time to be a Habs fan, actually. Uh, things are looking pretty good here in old Montreal. And, um, yeah, all kidding aside, Flyers have a good team. They do and uh they look pretty good so um i just i don't like the fact that when guys play tough because they have tough guys around them that's what i don't like and there used to be some of them guys down in philly that once they get out of there they turn into um very sedate uh nice people put it that way so anyway listen dakota all the best for you dad uh, that's awesome. Uh, uh, start a new chapter in your life. Hopefully this COVID thing gets by us and we can get back to some type of normalcy. All right, you'll be good. And if you want to bust someone bald because of this, talk to your buddy, Chris Patton. Take care, my friend.